Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mojo Mondays and welcome to 2024. Mm, happy New Year, everybody. This was the first New Year in a long or New Year's Day in a long time that I have woken up early and not had a headache. <laughs> and I don't want to gloat, but it feels really, really good. I've been out for a run. It's a really good way to start the year. It is. It is a good way to start the year. And we are going to talk about goals today and setting goals. <clears throat> and you're only allowed to do this if you have done your review of 2023. So if you haven't already listened to last week's podcast, Mojo Mondays, about reviewing it, and there is a downloadable sheet. So I will put the link in today's show notes um, so that you can go and download that. And there's actually lots of other resources that can set you up for a great 2024. But we're going to talk about goal setting and we're going to talk about moving beyond smart goals. So smart goals, if you haven't heard of them, can be pretty revolutionary. Uh, but if you have heard of them, it's like, Ugh, here we go again. But mm -hmm. just a very quick one. Your goal needs to be specific, S for specific. So not, I want to get fit. What the hell does that mean? It's got to be mm -hmm. measurable, right? So that is, I want to run X amount or be X amount of weight by a certain date. And um, then the A, a lot of people say A is, is achievable and are realistic. And I'm like, aren't they the same thing or almost the same thing? So I like A to be autonomous and authentic. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is set goals that are your goals that you want to do for yourself, not for other people. And particularly don't set goals that are all about social comparison because that um, leads to that's that's the road to hell is social comparison. And we'll do, we're going to do a podcast on that. Um, R is then realistic. Um, so making sure that it is realistic for you to achieve it. And then T is for time-based. But talking about moving beyond these SMART goals. So when you've set your SMART goal, I think we were talking earlier, um, it's really important to think about obstacles, isn't it? It is, and, I, and this actually falls under being realistic because mm. you have to be realistic that there are going to be obstacles, there are going to be things that will stop you doing the things that are going to move you towards that goal. And there are forces that are beyond your control that will try and stop you and stop you reaching your goals, and one of those very strong forces lies inside your mind, and that is your internal self-destructive critical, loud, judgmental, limiting voice that we often call the, the gremlin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen recently Phil Stutz, the psychiatrist, calls it part X, and Carl Jung, um, the Swiss psychiatrist, called it the shadow. So whatever you want to call this part of you, and it is good to, to name it, um, accept that it's there and, and make it a part of this process um, and part of the journey because if you don't, you're really not being realistic about yourself. And if you're thinking that this is going to be a smooth ride to, to reach your goals. So you have to work with this part of you, not against it, but with it, because it's never going to go away. The gremlin will never go away. But what you can do is tame it. And I've got a whole talk on this because I'm I, I love working with the gremlin. I love working it on myself. And I love working it with my clients because if you 
have the tools to be able to tame your gremlin, then suddenly your potential just starts shining through and you get to see results and you're more likely to, um, to, to reach your goals. So, I mean, one of those tools, I'll just go through one one tool because we could do like a whole episode on the gremlin, which I would love to do, but one is just yeah. to notice it. You have to notice that it's there. When we're very fused and caught up and having a conversation with ourselves about how shit we are or how we're not capable of things or we're not good enough, that's being fused. So if we can notice and name and even talk to it, say hi to the gremlin, oh, yeah, there you are. Mm. And then neutralise it by doing something to separate yourself from the gremlin, whether that's focusing on your breath or doing some movement, um, and then it's about taking action. And and this is what you do on your bad days So um, because everyone's going to have bad days and there is that um, comparison with golf, and I'm sure you would know this, because Jack Nicklaus, who's a professional golfer, talks about playing badly well. And we can bring that concept into our days. So when we're having our bad days or when you're playing golf and you're having your bad shots and you need need to expect that, expect to make mistakes and things to not always go your way. So what's the plan? What are you going to do when you're not at your best? What will you do rather than what won't you do? Because often when we're having bad days and we're not feeling like it, that's when we go, well, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that because I don't feel like it. Rather than having that mentality, it's, well, what will I do? And people often, they will wipe out an entire week and sometimes they'll wipe out an entire goal just because they've fallen off the wagon. And and it's that whole day, it's that whole thing about reset. Like every day is a new day. Yeah, and I love that. I love every day is day one. So, you know, if you've you've got your goal and maybe it's going to be in six weeks' time or six months' time, don't think of it as that because you're more likely to, if you have a bad day, you're more likely to go, oh, well, I'm at day 10, I may as well just give up. Mm. Every day is day one. Reset, reset, reset every single morning. Yeah. No, no, that's that's a very useful thing. And, And then, you know, we like to then talk about taking your goal and and then what's the process. And focusing on the process. So when I, when I talk to athletes and doing some stuff around athletes, it was always process beats outcome every single day of the week. When people are too focused on the outcome, that's when lots of pressure ramps up. But it's really about when you've set your goal, what are the behaviors that you need to do on a daily basis? This is where the ritual board comes in really, really well. Um, and again, there's videos on the ritual board in that resources page. And and the other thing I think we'll put in the resources page, I just thought of this as the behavior change contract that I often use when, mm. when I'm, I'm doing talk. So, you know, you write down your target goal, the date, importance on, on one to 10, reasons why it's important. I think that's really important is, is finding your why. Then the changes that you need to make. And then to your point, um, some things that can get in the way, some things or people. So often, you, you know, friends, if you want to go particularly on a health journey, friends or your significant other can become saboteurs, mm. right? And everybody knows that trying to go up smoking or juice alcohol, people are like, oh, go on, have a cigarette, have a drink. And, and you know, they're not just, it's not because they're being nasty. It's often because they see you doing what they don't have the willpower to do. So the best way to make them feel good about themselves is to drag you down to their level, right? Mm-hmm. So identify who your saboteurs could be or things that could get in the way and how you're going to mitigate for that. 
Then in the behavior change contract, we want to talk about confidence on, on a scale of not to 10 and people who, or things that could help raise your confidence, like who can help you. Having accountability partners, I think is, is great. And then we break it down into the steps that you need to take and then the gateways that you'll have that you know you're successful, right? Waypoints along the journey you need to know because the brain needs this feedback that the process is actually working. And I think that behavior change contract is really useful. Yeah, yeah. And every single day, do something, whether it's something big or something small, but do something and plan it either the night before or that morning. What am I going to do that's going to take me towards my goal? Yeah. And I think if you're an overthinker or an anxious person, one of your big goals in 2024 could be to spend more time outside your head mm. than actually living. Um, but that, that opens a broader thing. I say, I want to talk about hedonic versus eudaimonic goals. So when we look at this whole happiness thing from the ancient Greek perspective, so the hedonic, other people talk about dopamine-focused goals. And and actually, um, Thomas Aquinas, who was um, a, a uh, a Catholic priest who who shunned, he was um, supposed to be a bishop and have all of this worldly stuff, and he shunned that lifestyle uh, and wanted to adopt a poor lifestyle, but but of philosophy. And and he's actually recognized as um, one of the greatest philosophers of his time. And he talked about false idols and worshiping false idols, money, power, pleasure, and honor. And actually, when it it was about honor. It was really about um, prestige and admiration of others. And, and that thing is personified by the like button on social mm. media and, and how that really traps people. Now, these things obviously can be good. And the Stoics thought that these things can be good. They called them advantages. It's about how you use them. So we're not saying you should not have goals around money because it can used well can can really um, forward your life, you know. If it's if it's about um, spending money on experiences and providing for your family, all of those sorts of things. But it's when you're keeping up with the Joneses that it's an issue. And um, same th- with pe- pleasure, power, and honor. It's really about how you use them. But uh, I, I'm reading this great book at the minute um, um, called Strength to Strength by Arthur C. Brooks, and and it's really talking about the second half of your life. So if you're above forty. It's really, he, he has a great quote and, and, and he, t- he talks about wrapping your identity up in these things that, that people who have the identity about their, um, around their job or how successful they are or what they have. And if you wrap your identity up in money, pleasure, power and honor, you are headed for a massive, massive fall at some stage because these are just dopamine hits that you need more and more of. So it's really about thinking about some eudaimonic type goals. You know, the things that we know lead to lasting satisfaction and that deep, deeper contentment and happiness, contribution to society, yeah. social, social growth and potential, right? Personal growth and developing your meaning and purpose. And the thing that you talk about, ikigai, mm. you know, ha- having... Joy. Having something around your goals, around those sorts of things in 2024, rather than just about this massive lift of achievements. Yeah. So kind and of most, of, most of that is is about external, like focusing outward, isn't it, on mm. others, on connection, on 
rather than focusing inward on, okay, well, I want to feel a certain way and I've got to gain these things in order to feel that. That's right, yeah. And it, exactly. it is, it reminds me that you often say, um, like, do things while no one's watching. Yeah. Do That's something good while no one's watching. That's right, yeah, absolutely. And that and it brings back to arate. So. That's it, folks. Hopefully that gives you just a few little things to think about. Um, But like I said, go to the show notes and there'll be a link to the resources page where you will be able to download the review of 23 and the behavior change contract. And there's a whole heap of extra goodies and assets and videos and stuff in there that you can actually um, um, watch or not watch. Up to you. Catch you Good luck for everyone in 2024. See ya. Thank you.